Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. This week, we took a look at 2021's Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+, Plus, rated S for Solace. What have you been up to this week, Ringo? Like I told you, I've been trying to go ahead and finish Spider-Man, the new animated one. I don't remember what it's called. But I got three words for you. Anti-fascist, anti... Sorry, anarchist, British, Spider-Man. Three words. That's That sounded like so many more than three. I'm an English major, not a math major. I don't know what <laughs> numbers are. That, hey, fair enough. We don't expect... <laughs> We don't expect great things from you. <laughs> Yay! No, they have a, an anarchist, anti-establishment Spider-Man in this one. I thought you'd appreciate that because he's he's pretty funny. I like him. Yeah, to get around to watching those, I started watching a bunch of the Spider-Mans recently, but I really don't like uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man very much. Yeah. And so it put a damper on me watching them. At one point, I was going to watch all of the MCU, and I still might for videos for, for our show, but it just... I don't know. It's hard for me to want to get into it because I watch Iron Man and I'm like, dope, this movie's actually fun. And I watch, I get to like the first Thor and I'm like, God, this is just Iron Man, but with gods instead of tech geniuses. Yeah. When you let me know that you were going to do James Bond and then you mentioned the whole Marvel thing, I looked at it and I was like, I haven't thought about watching a Marvel movie in a, in a while. We, we watched the Loki series, but I don't know. So, the Marvels just came out, and I saw that it, like, underperformed. Yeah, there's a whole thing that people were speculating about due to the fact that we're just getting oversaturated with fucking Marvel films every three days. Uh, here's another Marvel film, and you're like, mm, I don't know if I want to watch it. I don't know if I want to watch it. It's also, this is just bad. I mean, it's great corporate planning, but it's bad corporate planning because... You told a story, and you finished that story. You had a movie called Endgame, and you want people to keep watching after what you already called the end of what they love. It's the same way I feel about all these Game of Thrones spinoffs coming out. It would have been something if it had been mid-season four, you started putting out these spinoffs. I think people would be super invested. But instead, you get some diehards who are HBO diehards and some diehards who are Game of Thrones diehards. But everybody else, I'm over it. We already saw this. It's how I'm going to feel about the next Star Wars movie. You literally called the last three, like, the the sequel trilogy. And so now, in my mind, we're basically done with all of these stories. And, yeah, I think that's a, a weird choice for Disney to be like, no, we're going to keep cranking out Marvel movies. Like, I yeah. think that they should have taken a step back and figured out how they want to reboot it reboot it and maybe read the comics and get an idea of where they can go from here. Cause, so you've gotten rid of Thanos. You don't have anything to lead up into at this point in time. What are we going to get into? Spider-Man in the, in the animated movies, we have the spot and I was telling you about him and I'm like, he's a good villain and I liked how he, he is so far. And I don't know how it ends because I only got an hour in before my dogs went ahead and were like, hey, stop paying attention to the movie. Pay attention to me. I'm going to knock the controller out of your hands and ruin the movie for you. 
See, I think what they could have done is leaned into X-Men. Just start an X-Men cinematic yeah. universe the way they did. There's a thousand people in X-Men. There's tons of characters. You have no shortage of options. And they could have told another, what was it, like 10-year storyline doing that. But that wouldn't have been instant, immediate money. So it's one of those things where there's no way to... There, there's no way that another round of the Avengers was going to work. And yeah. I think it's too bad because I think the... I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Anthony Mackie. I think he'll be a great Captain America. But other than that, I don't think that there is anybody... Like, all of the talent that's left there isn't really the strongest stuff. I don't know. I don't think Chris Hemsworth is that great of an actor. So, yeah, he looks good playing Thor because he looks like Thor. But other than that, is he... Do you watch those movies? He's like, damn, dude, he really delivered those lines. Chris Pratt's gone, and so be it. And yeah. fucking Chris Evans is gone. Yep. And, and Chris I Evans have a feeling was- Tom Holland is probably going to be gone after whatever the next Spider-Man movie is. And so all of these actors, like, I don't think Tom Holland's a bad actor. I just don't like him as Spider-Man. Yeah. But all these actors who have talent, their contracts are up. They got signed to these 10-year, $50 trillion contracts, and now that time has come, and... I think a lot of actors are also, I don't know if I want to fucking work for Disney. I don't want to be cranking out these movies and not get royalties and all this other stuff. So I know the as we're recording this, it was yesterday that SAG-AFTRA signed their, or has voted to approve the deal. So hopefully some of that got remediated, but I think Disney is also trying to cheapskate out. Also, I don't like the fucking Marvel movies, so I'm glad they're failing. But No, I agree with you, and that's perfectly fine to, to not like the Marvel movies. I think at this point in time, they need to go ahead and take a couple, loss, a couple losses to go ahead and try and figure themselves out, because Jesus Christ, they're just redoing the same movies over and over again. Yeah, they're trying. And not to, even with the pause. It's yeah. we're getting the same movie in twice in a year. They don't seem to realize that when it's like being out in the ocean, and you're getting hit by waves. You're going to drown sooner or later then that's where I'm at when it comes to Marvel. I don't want to watch another fucking superhero movie. Yeah. I, the only reason why I'm watching Spider-Man is because whenever the first Spider-Man came out in like 2020, I think, I ended up watching it four times in one day because that's how much I enjoyed it. Spider-Verse or whatever? Something like that. I don't. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was so, it was, I enjoyed it that much. I watched it four times the day that I got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other part of it isn't Kang supposed to be the big villain in this new phase. I don't think he's as compelling a villain as Thanos. Much like the Joker, Thanos had like bootleg philosophy attached to his <laughs> stuff. I wouldn't call it like deep or smart or anything, but he had like a motivation that you could see why people would empathize with it. And so yeah. he gave, he created like this tiny little modicum of interest in the villain and I don't think Kang has that. Again, I'm not a comics guy so I'm probably super wrong on that. Kang probably has some deep tragic backstory. I just don't care enough to find out either. Well, and then so you run into the other issue of this. Okay, so Kang but Kang becomes the main villain then you have to watch the Loki-verse and then you have to go ahead and watch Miss Marvel and then you have to watch Spider-Man for one reason or another and then you have to you see how it goes? If you don't watch it then you're missing something so whenever you jump into like the major king verse the next thing but you're like i don't know what's going on and why it's going on or so who this is for me that's actually dope i actually think that's better than starting every movie with a recap so something that used to bug me with game of thrones is that every season effectively even including the last one starts with an episode that uh, i saw a writer dub hey the gang's all here which is basically reminding us where all the characters are and almost nothing ever happened in those first episodes. So even in a 10-episode run, episode one was effectively a wash. And 
I feel like that with a lot of these movies, right? People talk about like, oh, some of these movies are two, two and a half like hours for Marvel movies. I'm like, yeah, it's because half an hour is reminding us who we just saw. When I think that at this point, you can just cater to existing Marvel fans and let them know, hey, yeah, this movie might not be as good for you if you haven't watched these shows. I think it's a bold choice to make shows and movies that intertwine. I think that's interesting, at least. But yeah, stop pretending like this is everyone's first movie. It's a problem I have with video game series, too. At a certain point, we can assume that probably a person who is brand new to gaming or brand new to the series isn't just going to pick up a Assassin's Creed Syndicate and be need to be told, like, this is how you run up a wall. They're probably going <laughs> to... They're probably going to look at it and be like, ah, if it's a game that they really like or something they're really interested in, they'll figure it out. And if not, then they won't. Yeah, but, yeah. I I know. Know, but the real truth is we can't potentially exclude any market that might buy a ticket because, God forbid, we don't get every dollar. Bob yeah. Iger's boat isn't big enough, and so we need to fucking pad that boat out a little bit bigger, right? These executives aren't rich enough. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I have my whole issue with like the you're required to watch every little bit that comes out so you can understand what's going on. I don't know. I have my issue with that. See, but I think also, I don't think that that's necessarily a fair representation. Do you need it to understand every little bit of what's going on or do you need it so that you catch all the Easter eggs so you feel more invested? So the problem that you're going to run into is like, so jumping into Endgame from like Iron Man, you're not going to know any of the characters that you're dealing with. And why are you cheering for them? Who's Captain America? He's got a giant shield that gets broken, and that's it. And that's why I'm cheering for him. Do you see what I mean? But I think that the flip side of that is, I think if I'm watching Endgame, I've probably already invested at least in Phase 1 of the Marvel movies. What I'm saying is, do I need to watch She-Hulk, right, for example? And before anybody out there starts getting their, like, woke boner, this has nothing to do with She-Hulk. I haven't seen it. I was never going to watch it. But I'm just using an example. If... I watch She-Hulk. Does it somehow make whatever movie comes after She-Hulk better? Or do I literally not get plot points and plot beats because She-Hulk exists? Like, is there entire sections of plot that I'm not going to understand because She-Hulk is there? Because from what I've seen of the Marvel TV shows, which is very little, it's mostly fluff and filler, but the movies then cover everything I would need to know to enjoy the movie. So, I don't know. I think that you run into the issue of you're missing stuff. That's my opinion, but I've never, I haven't jumped into like some of these later movies like She-Hulk. I haven't watched She-Hulk. So if they came out with like Kang uh, as like the ultimate villain and made him like an Endgame style thing, I might go ahead and test my theory and just not watch the upcoming Marvel movies jump in and see if I'm missing something when it comes to like things like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. What was the one? He's dressed all in white. It's another TV series that they came out with. I don't know. There there are so many Marvel movies and TV shows that I haven't watched recently, and I think that it, when they come out with the next villain, I might go ahead and, like I said, test out my, my theory and just jump in and see if I'm missing so much that I go, what the fuck? Fair enough. Reddit seems to think that you really only need to watch WandaVision, at least in that thread. That's Reddit, and I've seen a lot of <laughs> things on Reddit that I disagree with, so this is... 16 filler MCU movies and TV shows fans can skip. That's fucking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many movies did you say when you did the Bond movie that there was like... There's 32 32 movies for the MCU. And of course, that doesn't account for any of the TV shows. I didn't include those because those aren't movies. Yeah. I I don't know fucking how good of a list this is because obviously I haven't seen them. But that is... It's what I thought, is that a lot of this shit is just filler. And that's one of the issues 
one of the issues I have with comic books, right? Like they sometimes are literally just filler books. Like, do I care about Spider-Man fighting like uh, the evil candy man or some bullshit like that? <laughs> like, do I give a shit if Captain America punches yet another Nazi? I appreciate him punching Nazis. I'm pro Nazi punching, but again, I, I did. I just spend two fifty on a book that is basically 12 pages of Captain America being like America best. And me being like, yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> it's why I never really got into comic books. Anyway, we've rambled enough about my issues and your issues with the MCU. Yeah. It makes me want to go back to my childhood and talk about Home Alone. <laughs> I'm not Home Alone, though. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But this week, we took on 2021's Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+, Plus, rated S for Solace, starring Ellie Kemper as Pam McKenzie, Rob Delaney as Jeff McKenzie, Archie Yates as Max Mercer, Aisling B as Carol Mercer, Keenan Thompson as Gavin Washington, and special shout-out to Devin, Devin Rattray, as Officer Buzz, that's Buzz from the original movies, reprising his role as Buzz in these movies. Trigger warning for comedic violence and soulless corporate ripoffs. Archie gets left home alone at Christmas by mistake. Oopsie. Meanwhile, Pam and Jeff think Archie stole a doll worth 200k from them, so they try to steal it back. Archie thinks they're going to kidnap him and sell him to an old lady, so he defends his house. In the end, we all find out the true meaning of Christmas, and also I gag myself with a spoon because this movie was fucking terrible. <laughs> Reviews. Oh boy. For The Guardian, Benjamin Lee writes, There's an admirable sense of pluck to the film, as if those involved know very well they're making something that doesn't need to exist, but they're making the most of it anyway. Meanwhile, for Pace Magazine, Don Simicola writes, Home Sweet Home Alone doesn't bear any aesthetic beyond existing. It is obligatory when it didn't be. It will undoubtedly get a sequel. Uh, on Metacritic, user Benjazin gave the movie a two, opining one of the worst directed films I've seen in a while with an abysmal script and really poor performances. And over at Letterboxd, user Christian D commented, Buzz, your reboot. Woof. That's the best review right there. That is... <laughs> I read that. I was like, that's... We don't need the show anymore. This guy already covered it. <laughs> Let's just invite him. <laughs> hey, you want to take over? <laughs> Yeah, this this movie is fucking terrible. What, before I get into it, what, what did you think, dude? Why are they rebooting Home Alone? Honestly, this was like, and rebooting it this way. What the fuck was this? This was so. It didn't hold anything from from the original. Okay, yeah, they put in a shit ton of stuff from the originals, but it didn't like feel like it was nostalgia. It felt like it was just forced into our faces. Oh, hey, we got Buzz back, and Buzz is just going to be slob and disgusting. Great. Fucking wonderful. That's, that's how he was in the first movie. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I don't. we didn't need that in this movie. He you, called Kevin a trout sniffer in the second one. That's one of my favorite insults. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good insult, but in this movie, it felt cheap. It felt weak. It felt boring. Oh, my God. It was just like, why? Why is it that you're going to go ahead and like establish the... McAllister home defense system and then have Buzz fucking working the cops and when someone goes hey someone's breaking into my house Buzz goes my brother does this every year don't even worry about it fuck this movie alright <laughs> nobody thought about it before they did, they were like hey let's go ahead and just redo home alone but we're gonna throw a British kid as the fucking kid that gets left home alone in America and his mom is just not gonna give a shit about him Considering he is like her firstborn or some shit like that, I don't even. His firstborn? Do they even? I didn't catch. I think she might. He might be an only child. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. The relationship between her and the guy she was with was weird. Like, I was like, are you guys married from, like, prior divorce and have kids from those prior divorces? Man, whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't explain it. It's not really pertinent to the movie. It's not pertinent to our lives. It annoys the shit out of me. The British kid steals a fucking Coke can, and they think he steals a doll, and then he thinks that they're trying to sell him to fucking Grandma Christmas or some shit like that. And just fuck this movie. Fuck it. Yeah, the problem with this movie really is the the 1991 version of this movie, the Home Alone original, really only has two characters you have to give a shit about and two other characters you have to know about, and that's Kevin, his mom, and the Wet Bandits. There are other people in the movie, right? There's Roger McAllister and Cheap Uncle Pete, or I think it's Uncle Pete, and then Old Man Marley and etc etc buzz obviously but they're all basically in the movie five ten minutes they serve a purpose and then they move on this movie is very misguided in the sense that it decided what if the wet bandits were actually just a couple who were down on their luck and we explored their backstory and then well to to make up for that we'll sacrifice all the time of the mom because you can see that they're trying to do a lot of the same beats, right? They This kid got left at home, he accidentally was where he wasn't supposed to be, or something like that, and now mom has to get back to him, except we see none of the mom getting back to him. And I guess part of that is, in 2021, we're probably a little too cynical to think that some lady would just jump in a van uh, with a stranger who plays polka and take a van ride back to uh, their city, but we didn't see any of that struggle. We saw her be like, I'm going back! And then 45 minutes later, she arrives. And the Wet Bandits obviously set up as bad guys from the beginning. They're robbing houses. And Kevin notices that they're robbing houses when he sees that van. And he's like, hey, I thought my neighbors were gone for the holidays. And then he sees the guys in the van later. It's like breadcrumbing, like a good script would do, where you're like, oh, I see what's going on. But instead, we get... A bunch of backstory about Pam and Jeff McKenzie, and Jeff McKenzie hates the cloud because he's some sort of tech person. I forgot what they said he did, but when they said the name of the job, I was like, he had to know that was a contract job in the first place. He's basically in charge of, like, a big project, and they tried to make him, like, a division head. And I was like, but you never worked in this industry before? Yeah, you might have a whole division full of people who are on, like, three, four-year contracts because you're trying to get one thing done. But when it's done, there's nothing else for you. So... And then, yeah, they bumble through a bunch of traps. They tried to use an updated version of a lot of the Home Alone stuff with the Legos instead of the glass ornaments and the... I don't remember. Oh, the stairs were buttered instead of having him throw cans down at them. Yeah, just but so they it can make all a feels, baking joke. It all feels like it is just missing the point of what made the first one fun. And part of this is probably the excessive amount of videos and podcasts, etc. out there. Who like, oh, actually, Kevin McAllister killed those. Yeah, we fucking get it. We know that he probably, in real life, would have killed these people. But it's a fun kids movie. I watched Marv get hit in the face with bricks four times. I love that scene. I'm very aware that you would probably die, right? But because so many of those were made, they're like, what if we made it more realistic where they could survive her? Because that's what made this movie so fun, right? It's like, oh, the realism is what I really like in Home Alone. Uh, all of the stuff about in the first one about Kevin loving the Christmas tree, none of that's here. Uh, and honestly, you can see Kevin is an insufferable little shit in the movies because almost all of the McAllister kids are insufferable little shits. 
But Archie doesn't have anybody to play off of, and he is an insufferable little shit. He, like, after about ten minutes of the movie, I turned to my wife and I said, I hope the Wet Bandits get him. I yep. hope Joe Pesci comes out and fucking breaks his fingers <laughs> off and hits him in the face with an iron. Kenan Thompson is in this movie to be the only funny person, and that sucks because I like Ellie Kemper. I think she does a great job in The Office, and I think she did the best she could with the last couple seasons of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But... Yeah, she's not particularly funny. The whole thing at the end where he's like, oh, oh, honey, are you alone for the Christmas? I was like, so instead of the idea of like Christmas is about family, the Christmas is about adopting children that you find alone. Like it's (laughs) every part of this screams soulless knockoff. And I hope this never gets a sequel. I hope that they've learned their lesson and that they leave home alone, but they definitely won't. So I'm sure that Home Alone 7 is coming out and it'll star yet another kid. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about it, listening to you talk about that, and I'm like, they could have flipped it on its head and have the kid be the wet bandits trying to break into houses and shit like that. But that doesn't work because the adults are smarter than the kids, so they're going to figure out how to go ahead and catch them sooner or later. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. They mm-hmm. could, they, that, I think they would that would have been a better movie, however they went about it. And, uh, fuck yeah. this movie. I hate I hated and, and- this movie. I will say, you know what I always thought when I was watching Home Alone was like, damn, they need a fart joke. And so, oh thank God, Home Sweet Home Alone delivered that because we had to see Pam and Jeff incompetently break into the wrong house somehow. And then Jeff farts on Pam because but comedy is a good fart joke. And that's coming from somebody who will laugh at a fart joke. But, man, this movie suffers badly from... It's so out of touch with what the original one was, and anybody who was going to watch this movie probably watched it because they liked the original, and it is not good. Actually, probably everybody who didn't watch this movie also didn't watch it because of the original. Yeah, and then like having it be that the Wet Bandits are like, oh yeah, we can go ahead and make 200 plus off of a fucking doll, so that's why we're going to go ahead and break into this house instead of... I don't know. Contacting the mom, waiting a little bit of patience, and they would have gotten. They would have. They would have saved themselves a little bit of headache there, and instead of being murdered, the, the whole concept of oh, we're gonna do Home Alone over a stolen item that they don't even know what it is, mm-hmm. just fucking killed me. I'm like, that's not what the original was. The original was trying to go ahead and like steal from every house that's empty on Christmas because Americans love to leave the country during Christmas if you have the money to, which I don't have the money to. So I'm never leaving here. Don't come to my house. Yeah, and also the reason that the bandits really wanted to get the kid is he'd seen their faces and so he could ID them, right? There's definitely a more sinister undertone to this. And some I've talked with my wife about this in the past, but I feel like there's this weird like backlash to all of the kids media from the 80s and 90s where we look back and we're like oh my god it was so dark and even though no one's saying it people then interpret that criticism as we need to make it lighter for kids when in reality are we fine as a generation i don't know but it feels like if we're not it's not because we watched dark media it's because of a lot of other shit. Maybe we're not fine as a generation because we've had like three housing crashes in 20 years and also some dudes flew a plane in the World Trade Center and we also had a, a attempted insurrection. So a lot of things keep happening for our generation, but I don't think any of that has to do with the fact that Home Alone was about two bandits who knew a kid could ID them, so they break into his house, so he sets up a murder maze. Like, it's... None of we that didn't fuck me up for life. That just made me think like, oh man, if a bandit comes here, I better have some firecrackers. Yeah, just it's it. That idea, that mentality came from such a weird time frame. Considering 
all the stuff that we've gone through, like you said, we've been through two wars in the Middle East now that we directly influenced. We've been through, like you said, the people flying into into the two towers. We've had crashes, COVID, being underpaid, just a hell of a lot of shit. And you know what? We're doing fine. We're doing okay. I This movie just... It felt like an underbaked loaf of bread. They missed something here to go ahead and, and make the story compelling. Because I wasn't interested in our characters at all. None of them, none of their mm-hmm. issues interested me. I was bored and I was hoping that the British kid would kill them and then actually kill himself when he climbed up the stairs and forgot it was buttered, slam his head and just bleed out there on the stairs. End of movie. Mom comes yeah. home and goes, oh my God, my kid and two people are dead. Fuck this. Yeah. I wish the chandelier at the end had fallen on me because then I right. wouldn't have to have watched the rest of this movie. And it then also I would... ended like what three times? We had to get like multiple endings in this movie because God forbid we don't imply what happened. If you had been hit by that chandelier, we both know I would have been suffering for our sins by having to review this movie alone. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd expect it from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, I'd do that for you. But uh, apparently, yeah. the original director of Home Alone also was very upset that this movie was being remade. He, he literally said, "What's the point? The movie already exists. Let's just live with the movie that existed." And I completely agree. It's how I feel about most of these reboots. So I don't watch them until it's time for them to be on the show. Like I haven't watched the new Jumanji. I heard it's fun, but I like the old Jumanji. So what am I watching the new one for? Yeah, I don't know. Even when a reboot is good, like like you said, Juman the new reboot. We've watched it here, and if you handed me both Jumanjis and said, all right, pick one, it'd be the original. The original, mm-hmm. I think, is way more entertaining. And with this one, it's definitely the original that I'd pick here. Most reboots get that same stamp of approval from me. Otherwise, fuck this movie. Yeah, I don't watch any of the Disney live-action stuff, because what's the point? I watched the live-action Beauty and the Beast. It wasn't bad. And then I watched the live-action Mulan, because... I thought that was one movie that could actually be done very interestingly in, in live action, and it was all right. I'm not trying to watch live action Lion King. That's not ever something I thought I needed in my life, and it's certainly not something that should exist. Fuck me, because I'm not thinking like an executive. <laughs> That's yours and my problem. This movie was perfect just because it made money or something. This movie didn't make money. Apparently, it never got its theatrical release because it was being filmed and then COVID hit. Oh. Yeah. So it, it started in December 2019 or 2018, and... Oh, no, it started in February 2020, and then it basically got posted. So this is a movie that should have actually honestly never been released. This just should have been a loss that Disney ate. And wow. Yeah. This is... Oof. It's a rough movie. Pete Holmes is in the movie as Uncle Blake, and... He's just basically playing himself. He's not particular. Pete Holmes is one of those comedians I don't think is particularly funny. I'm sure that he could hear this as and like dunk on me, and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Chris Parnell is in the movie for like one second, and he's way better than this. I don't know. I don't know what Disney like bribed all these people with, but yeah, Jim Rash is in there. He's fantastic on Community, but he's a complete waste here. It's just, this entire movie is a fucking waste. It's a waste of time, waste of energy. I couldn't possibly recommend it to anybody. And the fact that Disney Disney didn't even take the sign of like, oh, right after we started filming this movie, the world was hit with a pandemic as a sign of like, maybe we shouldn't make this fucking movie, then nothing was going to stop them. But 
please let Home Alone be. This is not worth it. Even like I haven't watched the fourth and fifth Home Alones. I saw the third one and I was like, oh, this franchise is done for me. But even if you're a fan of the third, fourth, and fifth ones, don't watch this. Just don't. Much like we talked about in I Believe in Santa, who the fuck is this movie for? Yeah. Because I can't imagine kids would be interested in this movie. It really doesn't have enough in there. And with the main plot driver of I lost my job and we might lose our house being like the motivation for the villains. And then the kid being worried that he's going to be sold into sex slavery. I don't think this is something that young children are going to resonate with. And the teenagers are going to look at this movie and say teenagers things like cringe, so cringe. (laughs) So that's the thing that's going to happen. And then that leads us to young adults to our age adults, which is people who saw the originals and either hate them. And so this movie's not going to do anything for them or love them in which this movie is just going to infuriate them. I really don't know who this movie is for. So when we did the recording for, I believe in Santa, I came up with an audience that could possibly end up watching it. This one, I, I don't have any idea who this audience could be. I know who their audience is that they're aiming for. It's you and me, the people who watched mm-hmm. the originals. You and I who were like, yeah, McAllister was fucking fun to watch killing <laughs> the wet bandits. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it really is. It's just nostalgia bait, right? It's targeting our generation. And for every person who complains about nostalgia bait, you then need to stop watching the movies. And I'm like... Eventually, like a year or two later, fine, watch those movies. But you can't be like, oh, they keep just remaking everything I loved, right? Like, why are they doing this? And then you go to theaters to watch it or you watch it the day it comes out on streaming. That boosts their metrics like crazy. So if you really want it to stop, you actually have to stop doing it. Yeah. Probably not related to this movie very much, but it's something that bothers me. It's the same as people who already don't do a thing and then they're like thanks to whatever i'm now boycotting it's like you already were boycotting it'd be like if something happened with like a major fashion designer like armani or gucci or prada or something and i was like i guess i'm never buying their products again (laughs) they're not missing me as a customer they don't have me as a customer i can't afford any of that stuff and even if i could i wouldn't wear it so i wouldn't buy it so yeah like if whatever we were on like hashtag cancel Gucci, I'd stand behind whatever the cause is, but they're not getting my dollar in the first place. So the same way I feel about Chick-fil-A, I've never eaten a Chick-fil-A because when I was growing up, there weren't any near us. And now I've heard enough about their shitty company practices that I'm just not going to eat them. But anyway, don't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, don't watch this movie. And yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on all of that. I mean, I really try to not watch all the new stuff when it first comes out, and I've been doing a little bit better about that. Yeah. I just, for me, most stuff, unless it's something I'm truly interested in, like we watched Fall of the House of Usher right when it came out because it was something I was truly interested in. But otherwise, it's all stuff that can wait. It's why my to watch list is so damn long. But yeah, I'm. I'm almost past the point where I'll even buy a video game that I like the day it comes out because at this point they're, they're going to be buggy crap and I'm certainly not going to the theaters to see much of anything. Uh, that's why we're doing streaming wasteland, not theater wasteland. But <laughs> not until Buddy Games Two comes out. <laughs> oh yeah, the, we'll we'll sneak a microphone in and do it live. No cameras. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bootleg the film for anybody. <laughs> but I'll like I'll be like, oh no, my drink. This is streaming wasteland, and then I'll just hand it over to you, and you can whisper into it. That's one of the only people in the audience. We're going to get like two minutes in and some usher's going to be like, that's obviously a microphone, sir. You're going to need to leave. And I'm like, God damn it. I thought my <laughs> Coke microphone would work. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a wind, a windsock on it. It's like <laughs> three inches in diameter. 
But yeah, this is a totally normal drink that I definitely bought from the drink court place. <laughs> um, I bought three tickets for a reason. One for Greg, one for me, and one for our child. The microphone-looking child that we have. I don't have anything to add. Just fuck this movie. Yeah, I've said that a billion I, times. I'd say that this movie is a firm two out of nine. It is slightly better than I Believe in Santa, but only because it doesn't have an ideological point to push. Yes. I wouldn't give this the full stamp of disapproval. I would give this the streaming wasteland. You could probably do a lot better award. So, yeah, a lot of the actors in here are fine. They just don't do a good job here. And this movie just isn't very good. I think if you're looking for something else to watch, you could just go watch the other Home Alones. Mm -hmm. They're streaming pretty much all year long. So feel free to watch those. The Little Rascals, Sandlight, any movie that stars kids probably is better than this. And so, yeah, that's my recommendation. I give this the Wasteland shame stamp. (laughs) A one to two rating out of nine for this one coming from me. But yeah. Big ol' shame stamp. Shame stamp. It's like a mushroom stamp, but it's a little bit more demeaning. Yeah. We've been streaming Wasteland. This has unfortunately been 2021's Home Sweet Home Alone. (laughs) You can catch it on Disney+. Plus. You can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Any place podcasts are found, you can find us. If there's some place that podcasts are found and we're not there, shoot us an email at streamingwasteland at gmail.com, and we'll make sure that we get up there somehow. You can follow us on all the usual socials, Insta, X, Facebook, check out our youtube channel we are posting some videos there and that's it for this week say goodbye Ringo. goodbye bye bye